A huge push that I do is figuring out. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? To get the answers, we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. Listen, we believe every agent should make a minimum of $100,000 per year and we're on a mission to make this happen. We've already helped over 100 agents achieve this with our coaching. So if you want to fast track your business growth, get to your first $100,000 in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us, hit that subscribe button. And if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. So with that being said, just because I know Peter is itching topic three (laughs) systems processes follow up the big banner for this section jenna is going to be how to get 11 to 14 percent conversion rate on follow-up so you've got a lot to live up to step by step the the thing is you drifted over that so casually like it's the fucking norm and (laughs) newsflash everybody that's listening to put things into perspective, the averages are 1% to 3% on internet leads. And when you're batting 1% to 3% on internet leads, you're considered, quote unquote, a Hall of Famer, right? Like, I don't know shit about baseball, but anybody that knows thing about baseball, if you're batting like a 0.3 average, like you're Hall of Fame. 0.4, like Babe Ruth and some other names that I probably don't even know, like Hall of Fame. So the fact that you're doing almost four times, I'm I'm sorry, you're doing more than four times that on the low end is really hella impressive. And there's, I'm just trying to figure out like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're talking. So I don't even have that. Everyone's listening going, Pete, Pete, just let us speak. Jenna, break it down for us. (laughs) Where's yours? (laughs) Um, No, it really is that follow-up. So like I said, it could take a few months. It can take a few years. um, And just staying top of mind, I I mean, besides email, call, and text, if I find out that they're a seller, I'm sending them stuff in the mail. It's uh, I'm getting them from all angles. So we're going to LinkedIn. We're going to Facebook. Like we're becoming friends. It's a whole network of things that come into play, not just that phone call every two weeks or whatever it is. Um, so just You're borderline you know, internet stalking them. I'm stalking them. <laughs> and there's no shame in admitting that because yeah. that's actually, do, I mean, do we have common friends, anything it's yeah. I, yeah, uh, that's awesome. One of the, an amazing strategies, funnily enough, it's something that we haven't used for a long time, but it really does work is uh, it, it depends on the social network as well. Uh, like where they're more active, obviously clients will tend to be Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but it's adding them on Facebook, like with business owners, like we use LinkedIn. So we'll add them on LinkedIn. And it's like this weird touch point. Even if you don't speak, it's like, you know, that you're there. It's yeah. kind of this bizarre subconscious communication to them that like, that this isn't just, uh, I don't want to say a fluke, but it's like, you're putting effort into the relationship. Yeah. You know, I would definitely say now, I mean, I just got Instagram two years ago, so I'm a little behind the wave. I would say for sure, Instagram and Facebook gives you that personal touch that you don't get. When you're making these phone calls, they're getting phone calls from all kinds of spam people. They don't know you from Rick, Adam, whatever, you know? 
And so giving that personal touch, now they can kind of scroll through on their own and say, oh my gosh, this person is an actual person and they're doing things that human beings do. It's not just, I'm getting this random phone call from a telemarketer. So interesting. So you just randomly just either Google them, Facebook them, LinkedIn search them, Instagram search them, and just click a follow and then yep. send them a DM. <laughs> you have a process for that? I love it. Okay. No, not really. I mean, especially if I have a buyer appointment set up, I'll go and do that right away. So they kind of get a feel for me, what I look like, if I meet them out of a coffee shop, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, just going on. To, so my CRM too looks at their uh, email address and lets me know if they're on any of those sites. So if I don't have to actually go out and put in their name, otherwise I certainly will do that too. So so do you go from initial phone call to an in-person buyer's appointment or do you do Zoom or what, what does that look like? Take us through that process at the same time. I've done Zoom calls and obviously in the last few years, <laughs> more so Zoom calls than ever before, um, which was nice because it actually got people comfortable with it. So I will certainly do that. I much more prefer in-person um, I just feel there's a level of personality when you actually can be across, this, you know, and actually feel somebody's energy and and uh, you know their personality. So, yeah, I'm much more of a face to face person too. Like Zoom is the next best thing, and we've had Absolutely. to do it. But like, there was just nothing quite like feeling someone out when you're stood next to them in a room, have a cup of coffee, and just getting to know them. Yeah. It's just it's another level of uh, of intimacy, right? And you're just getting to know that person you know a lot a lot better so you you kind of doing your follow-up and what i think is important about your follow-up which is i think why it's also so hard so high is you are not letting a lead slide you are going if this lead takes five years to convert it's still counting which it rightly should but the difference is between you and everyone else is they stop counting right right and it's so so a lot of people might have a higher one higher conversion rate should to be specific, then they think it's just that they're not tracking, which is probably one of the biggest failings in the industry. It's like understanding your numbers and how this actually backs out. Because one of the greatest things, I mean, everyone, you, you're in this industry, we are, all our listeners, it's one of the greatest industries for making like generational money. Mm-hmm. Like this is why everyone wants to get into it, Right. The problem is that they're kind of, you know, sold this lie. But it's like, if you just track your numbers, treat this like a business, you could put a dollar in. You're like, let's use Facebook ads because we know this well, right? Let's say we put $500 in a month. We get, say, a 1% or 3% conversion rate within, say, 120 days, even if it's 180 on that $500. Our average commission, 10, 12 grand in our area, right? So 500 bucks, you know, lead time is say six months, for example, say on, a, on the bad leads, 12 grand. So you're like, okay, well, what's that? Nearly 24X ROI. Apart from the fact that that person, as long as you're in real estate, is going to move probably seven. If you do a good job, they'll move with you statistically five to seven more times. Mm-hmm. So now you work out that for 500 bucks, if you want to get one person that did that, the ROI is just ridiculous. Right, like right. it's it's like no other industry in the world. And th- well, then how many referrals and recommendations are you getting from that person too? It's just tenfold. It it just starts going like like just ridiculous. So yeah. that's another thing I wanted to touch on with your process with regards you're tracking what's coming in and and what's going out. Do you also track who you sell to and then 
who they refer to you and, and and like what are some of the other processes that you've built into your business to go I know that that lead that cost me that dollar ended up producing this many dollars because they referred me xyz do you go that granular in your process you literally know everything or where does it kind of where do you draw the line I guess is where I'm asked what I'm wondering yeah, not to that degree of, hey, this person costs this much money, but I do track every single, the source. So if it comes from a referral, who referred them? How many times has that person referred? Um, but not from a dollar amount, um, but yes, the source wise. So whether it's, if it's an online lead, which online lead, if it's a past client, if it's a past client referral, if it's a sphere, refer, a friend, whatever, um, that's all tracked. Got it. So now I want to do, if you if you can, and I'm going to put you on the spot, I'm not going to lie. If we did a timeline for all our listeners of like a lead has just come in, even okay. if you knew roughly off the top of your head, what actions happen? Is it a phone call, text, an email, then seven days later, then 24 days later, then whatever. Even if it's very rough, I'm just curious if for our listeners to be like, this is how I could get 11% if you follow this rough framework of a follow-up. Sure. Um, so phone call right off the bat. Um, and then also with that is the text and video. So the text message it's got the verbiage, but then the video that's associated with it. And then an email, um, starting them on an, an e-alert or a, a listing based off of how they came to me. So in my video too, it doesn't say, hey, this is Jenna. It says, hey, I received your inquiry. Whether they did or not, they don't have to know that it <laughs> that they didn't. They could have accidentally pushed an online lead. But if they say, no, I didn't, or that sorry, it was a mistake. I don't care. They're talking to me now. I've got somebody live. That's great. So in that video, it says I you know, received an inquiry from you. Same with that email. Um, and then they're getting call two on number on day two. They're getting call three on day three. They're getting call four on day five. Call five is on day seven and call six is on day nine. <laughs> there we go. Holy shit. Everyone <laughs> listen. There you go. <laughs> I could and see. And then an email is either being associated with that call or on the opposite day of the phone call. See, I thought your follow-up would have been even more aggressive. So this is almost like refreshing to hear that <laughs> you are doing like day, you know, call number five on like day seven, right? Yeah. So one, two, and three is day one, two, and three. And then I space it out by one day for the next three calls. The last call is the, did I drop the ball? Um, usually people feel bad. Um, so that's always one that gets them. Um, Cause they say, no, you didn't, or I'm just browsing or whatever it is. And perfect. Now I've got, now I've got a live person again. Love it. Yeah. You, these, yeah. You, you, then, then you get them, you start speaking to them. You push to a, like a phone consult or something along those lines. And then you set up, like the actual buyer's presentation slash buyer consultation? Yeah. So once, um, so in that time frame of, let's say that, that first two weeks, I'm also sending them um, what their search criteria looks like to say, hey, is this correct? So sometimes they'll respond to that. Um, otherwise, it's verifying. It's did I drop the ball on those text messages? Um, sorry, what was your initial your direct question yeah so so then like as soon as you get somebody and they're talking to you do you do you call them and you have like a quick preliminary call with them and then you push them into a buyer's you know consultation with you in person like what does that look like because one of the things that i'm kind of struggling with is like i get somebody on the phone we talk about projects we talk about their criteria but it's not like a full 
let me show you my process, learn a little bit about me, let me learn a lot more about you and let's go shopping. It's more of like, hey, this is me, Peter Michael, you know, EXP Realty, uh, just return, you know, responding to your inquiry, just wanted to figure out what is that you're looking for. And I start going through like my qualifying questions, set them up on the search, and then I try to get them back on the phone, um, which I know can use a little bit of improvement because I'm not converting at 11%. So that's (laughs) trying to figure out is like, what does that next step look like after you get in touch with them? Yeah. So um, a huge push that I do is figuring out their time frame. From their time frame, I can set up everything right off the bat. I mean, I can set up all the tasks in the next few weeks to few months based on knowing their time frame. So once I know their time frame, I can say, hey, in right, like right now, in this market, you need to have a plan. Honestly, in every market, you need to have a plan. But in this market, you can say, this is crazy. Like a house comes on the market, you have to be ready. We need a plan. We need to get together. We need a plan that's specific to you. Each client, each home is different. And so we need to figure out what tools you specifically need, what resources you specifically need. So then I can help you. So let's get together and get that plan in place. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> See, <laughs> it seems I, to be actually, <laughs> I feel that I do too much on the initial call. And you just do like a little touch base, you find the timeline and then you push to that next call so you can be in front of them. So you can almost like reel them in and get them all the way sold on you before you even do anything else. Meanwhile, I'm just a little bit faster on the initial, which is almost bad. I mean, they say 70% of people go, 70% of people go with the first agent that they meet, not talk to, but meet. So if I know that I can get a hold, I get in front of them, my percentage is going to highly increase. Got it. Yeah, I mean, do you think this such a this kind of a bit of a loaded question? I, I won't lie. I was going to say, do you think this too much or such a thing is too much communication? Or Absolutely. Trying- and I feel like people will let me know. You know, they'll say again, no changes, and I can kind of get a feel um, on how much to push forward or kind of scale back a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, if it's that time frame, if I if they're months out, I can push that follow-up to every three weeks rather than every two weeks. If I know it's immediate, then we need to get in touch with each other ASAP. Yeah. Cause one of the things that I think we do well, this is my I think we're on the over the top side, but I think that's better where it's like that initial contact like Peter was saying, it's like we'll just kind of go a bit crazy. Because the idea is let's just get these fucking guys on the phone. Like, let's just do that. And like, let's make that first interaction and get like bulldog. Like, like, yeah, like a bull in a China shop. Let's just fucking have at it and go for it, which is a hell of a lot better than, uh, you know, what the actual statistic is scary. Is it Um, actually, I read this again yesterday from an online lead. 52% of agents call them 48% don't even call them. And then only was it, eight or eight or 10% call a second time. Yep. Like that's yep. it. Like there's, there's, there's a like, this, yep. yeah. Like, so we're definitely not in that field. Right. But then it's like, well, is calling. We're, we're almost like borderline car warranty. Don't call me. And that's yeah. cool. Like, I don't care. Like give me a thumbs up or a middle finger. I don't care which one you give me. Just give me yay or nay. If I'm not yeah. your cup of tea, that's totally cool. I just want to know whether I'm getting you out of my database or we're going to do something, even if it's not right now. Just just give me a holler. That's like, what a no is. A no is just not right now. 
yeah, 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 for sure. Did you go through that or not? Did you have you kind of found? I guess did you just go with what you've got now, and it kind of ended up working out, or did you kind of go through an iterative process where you were calling a lot or weren't calling enough, or how has that worked out? Because it sounds. It's out like I like your process. Your process, you know, this is going to oversimplify it a lot. And everyone listening, you've just heard the real thing. This is the dumbed down Andrew version, which is basically get them on the fucking phone, meet them in person. That's basically like, how am I going to close them? Get them on the phone, meet them in person. That's like 70% of it, right? And then the rest of it will come. Um, but yeah, so that that first interaction, your current schedule now, was that what you always did, or were you more bullish or less bullish previously? Um, always getting them in, in the very beginning, always setting up that appointment even before. So it was a buyer, right? Setting them up with that appointment before we even looked at homes was like a must have. Now I'm a little bit more flexible only because homes are going so quick. Let's just get you in this house. <laughs> and then obviously we need a plan, but it's a little bit, a little bit more fast paced right now where you don't have time sometimes to do that buyer appointment. We're going to do it in the house or we're going to do it immediately after at the coffee shop and then go from there. Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's now it's like, yeah, do you want to go view a house? By the way, you're going to have to buy this house today because it's probably yeah. going to be gone tomorrow, which is the madness of this market. But it's, but it's great. Like, listen, it's not going to be like this forever and top producers like yourself. It's like, this is the greatest time. Like I, there's so much business out here and that's basically what we're promoting. All the people that are saying that are in these Facebook groups where they're saying real estate shit right now, it's like, no, you just... But don't get me wrong. It's hard as hell right now, uh, especially to get your offer accepted, but... Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> definitely, definitely challenges there. numerous amount of clients out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jenna, it's been an absolute pleasure. What I want to do is I want to give you the floor. So if someone's wanting to buy or sell, send you a referral. If you've got something else going on in your life that you want to share, how can people get in touch, whether it's phone, email, socials, website, tell the people where you're at. Sure. Um, so my Instagram handle is Head Over Heels for Homes. Um, I I thought of that myself. So you're <laughs> <laughs> um, big thing that people recognize me for is I mean my blonde hair, my laugh, and I always are in I'm always in heels. So whether it's snowing or raining, I'm in heels, and so that's where that tagline came from. So Head Over Heels for Homes.com, and then Facebook is Real Estate Jenna. I love it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Everyone, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we have interviewing Jenna. And Jenna, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Everyone, we will see you in the next one. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in gaining access to our course and coaching programs 100% for free, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.